...wearing Millie like a scarf, he left the office. Gabby rode on Ernest's head, her favorite seat on the pig, and they went toward the dog kennels. At the kennel doorway, Millie jumped lightly to the ground. Dogs were often scary and much too loud. She streaked off toward the pastures. Grandpa got busy measuring out feed for the dogs. Ernest carried pails of water in his strong jaws. Grandpa cleaned cages and whistled. Keeps my mind off the manure, he had told Ernest when Ernest was just a piglet. Gabby whistled with him. Today they were doing You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog, in memory of Elvis Presley. Ernest dragged each boarder's bedding outside, shook it vigorously, then replaced it. The dogs barked and yipped until Grandpa brushed each one. It took a couple of hours, as five of the eight dog stalls had boarders. When the goats arrived, Grandpa and Ernest herded them into the closest pasture. Next, Mrs. Faringforth brought Fru-Fru the Pekingese to board for two weeks, and immediately after that came Sherlock, the blue-tick hound. Sherlock ambled out into the grassy run attached to his indoor kennel. Glad to have you back, Ernest told the hound. I'll stop by later, but we're busy right now. Next to Sherlock, Fru-Fru was hurling herself at the wire fencing around her run. Yep, 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 yep. Sherlock eyed her mournfully before turning to Ernest. Yappy little dust mop, and right next door, just my luck. As soon as a boarder goes, Ernest said as he was leaving, I'll move Fru-Fru's bedding over to that cage. In the large far pastures, Ernest helped Grandpa to feed and water the big animals, his horse, Beauty, the four cows, Romeo the donkey, and a small herd of llamas. That done, they stopped in the small pasture next to the house so that Grandpa could check the health of the five new goats. At last, Grandpa and Ernest went to the house for lunch. On the porch, in the center of the mat, where no one could miss it, lay a dead mouse. Millie rested smugly on the porch swing. Good kitty, Grandpa picked up the mouse. Haven't had a mouse in the house since I got you. Before going in, Ernest rinsed off in his own personal pig shower. Grandpa had built it for him beside the porch. One pull on the chain and water cascaded all over Ernest. Today he treated himself to an extra long birthday shower. Grandpa stuck his head out the door. That'll do, Ernest. Ernest tugged on the chain reluctantly. He liked to stand on his sparkly white stones under the lovely water for a long, long time. A huge crow landed beside him with a rude, Caw! A second crow, and a third. The first crow snatched one of the shiniest stones from Ernest's shower and flew off with it in his beak. Another stabbed his black beak right between Ernest's front hooves. Ernest squealed in fury as the crow trio winged away toward the woods behind the house and barn. His loud oinking carried across the grounds of the bed and biscuit. Every animal heard Ernest yelling at the thieving crows. So did Grandpa. Ernest! he called out the door. Time to come in! After lunch, Grandpa set a golden cake in front of Ernest. It's cornbread, just for you, because you have been my best buddy for three years. 
I don't know what I did without you, Ernest. Happy birthday. Ernest had been all upset about the crows. Now he remembered why he was the luckiest pig in the world. Looking up at Grandpa, Ernest thought, I wish he understood animal talk. I need to say thank you. Would I like it? Millie asked, hovering over the cornbread cake. No, said Ernest, taking a big mouthful. His pleasure in the cake was interrupted by a fire engine siren, followed by the ringing phone. Snout in the air, Ernest detected a faint smell of smoke. Grandpa lifted the phone receiver and listened. Be right there, was all he said. He lifted Gabby off the back of a chair and put her on Ernest's blanket pile next to Millie. Listen up, troops, he said, patting Ernest's head. You three stay here. There's a fire over at McBroom's farm.